Um, so nothing is more powerful than hearing how a peer solved a problem using your, your solution. And video testimonials are probably the most powerful way of all. Hey everyone, we got another episode of the State of Customer Storytelling podcast coming to you. Quick note about this episode. My audio actually was completely lost, so I had to re-record my audio separately, which is what I'm doing right now. Uh, we'll do our best to make sure you can't even tell, uh, but that's just a, a quick note. Uh, we're, we're using original audio from our fantastic guest, Jeff Loeb, mixed in with uh, myself uh, re-recording the audio. So without further ado, um, we'll get right into the episode. Alrighty, folks, welcome to another episode of the State of Customer Storytelling podcast. The State of Customer Storytelling is brought to you by Testimonial Hero. Testimonial Hero helps over 350 B2B software companies easily create stunning video testimonials that close deals faster. You can view examples and find out more at testimonialhero.com. Today on the show, we have Jeff Loeb, partner and CMO at Chief Outsiders. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sam. Great to be here. Great to have you, Jeff. And diving right in, how should marketing teams think about the role of customers in the marketing process, in your opinion? Yeah, sure. You know, I, I um, as a, a chief marketing officer, you know, I always, uh, you know, think about the the question of, well, how does marketing add the most value to the uh, to the to the organization? You know, the sales team will always be the best, you know, group at at selling your product or solution, uh, and the product team will always know the most about the about the product. So, what is it? that marketing can uniquely do well. And one of those things is really bring uh, customer insight to the, uh, to the table. So kind of our, our job and our role is to have the best view into what customers care about, into customers' uh, stories. And, you know, a big reason for, for that is that, that customers really bring credibility to your, to your story. Uh, prospects will always be skeptical of what vendors say. You know, every vendor always at the beginning of every press release is always the the leading blah blah blah. You know, the leading company in 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 your your industry, right? And their prospects are, are skeptical of, uh, of of that. And and influencers uh, like analysts um, have have more cred credibility, um, but no one has more credibility. Than industry peers, uh, so industry peers that are using your your solution. So customer stories are are a super powerful way to gain credibility. So marketing needs to have this super deep understanding of uh, of customers. But then the 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 next aspect of that is well, how do you make that knowledge accessible to the rest of the organization because if it's locked up and only marketing uh, has it, it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, realize its 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 full value. So I always think about how how marketing makes that knowledge accessible to the rest of the organization across all stages. So so to me, it's super important um, from a uh, during the strategy development phase. 
um, and then uh, across the, the entire buyer's journey from awareness, consideration, decision, and expansion. So how do we take those insights uh, and make it accessible to the rest of the team? And I'm curious about analysts and, you know, we're seeing a ton of changes happening in the review space. Third-party review sites have exploded a lot. You know, would you say that, you know, analysts have slightly, you know, less of a prominent role or is there still a role, you know, for analysts in this, in this new world? And if so, how do you think about that? Yeah, I think it, I think it depends. And I think in, in some industries, analysts remain, um, super important and, and, you know, uh, especially for, for larger enterprise class uh, solutions, the, uh, the Gartners and the, and the Foresters still, still play an important role. Um, but, but you're right that there is this kind of democratization, you know, of information going on and there's, uh, there's more opportunities for direct user input. You know, you think of, uh, of things like, uh, like G2 or Trust Radius, where um, actual users uh, can do their, their own ratings. And, and uh, so, so I think to some extent, uh, especially for more SMB-focused uh, solutions, uh, analysts uh, are not quite as important as they may have used to have been. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. And just to roll back and give folks listening a bit more context, uh, tell us a little bit about you know your background, your career, you know, and your experience uh, as a longtime uh, CMO in the tech space. Yeah, uh, awesome, sure. So, so currently, uh, I'm a partner and CMO at uh, at Chief Outsiders. Uh, Chief Outsiders is the world's largest uh, fractional uh, chief marketing uh, officer uh, consulting organization. We have over a hundred uh, CMOs. Uh, that uh, are really experts in B2B and B2C across kind of all, all, all industries. Uh, so, so in that role, I, uh, I get to play the role of, uh, of chief marketing officer at, uh, at multiple companies at, a, uh, at any given, given time, which is, uh, which is a tremendous, a lot, of, uh, a lot of fun and opportunity to kind of bring best practices to, uh, to many different companies. I've been in marketing for, for a couple of decades uh, I've been the chief marketing officer at companies from you know large to to small startups and and, and larger companies, uh, including Dynatrace um, and uh, Vidyard, uh, which uh, was a, a video a video company. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit about me. And switching back to to customer stories, a really important part of customer stories are also, of course, the customer insights that, you know, one is able to get. Tell me a little bit more about that. How, in your experience, are customer insights captured? And, you know, what are some of the best practices there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. So if you subscribe to the notion that um, having deep understanding is, is one of the core values of every marketing organization, the next question is, well, how do we build an organization that's, that's constantly um, acquiring those, uh, those customer insights? Uh, I think that there there are many different touch points points and, and ways of uh, of, uh, of doing that. You know, maybe uh, you know one key point, of course, are uh, are voice the customer uh, interviews. Um, I think it's um, extremely important to formalize that process. 
have deep, meaningful conversations with uh, with with customers about the problems they're uh, they're facing, the challenges they have, the best practices they see, how they see your solution helping them, uh, et cetera. So certainly, voice of the customer interviews um, are are critical. Uh, I think surveys uh, play a role as uh, as well. You know whether they're NPS and customer satisfaction uh, surveys. Um, or more expansive um, industry studies and uh, thought leadership uh, studies uh, as uh, as well, um, both for prospects and uh, and customers. I think uh, case studies, uh, so kind of going deep and um, and getting cu- uh, customer stories about about successes, I think are key. Um, and then there are some some other interesting things that we we don't often think about quite in the same way. Uh, message testing is always really critical as, as well and in, in w- trying to understand uh, what messages customers and, and prospects uh, are, are responding to. And uh, advertising is a great way of, uh, of doing that. It's a great way of testing uh, out different, different messages because you can see immediately uh, what people are paying attention to and, and, and clicking uh, on, whether they're LinkedIn ads or uh, Google uh, ads. Uh, Etc. Uh, and then uh, customer advisory boards uh, are are super important as uh, as well to get together on a you know a quarterly or half a year uh, basis or even annual basis uh, with a group of of customers and and be able to spend a couple hours or half a day or maybe even a whole day um, really drilling down uh, deeply is uh, super value valuable. Uh, and then finally, uh, user group meetings uh, and pulling together your uh, your customers to share best practices, share experiences, um, and oftentimes they can be constructed as uh, as learning opportunities and ways of of sharing best practices with your with your uh, your peers. And you can do those in meetings and then also by creating creating communities. So those are those are some of the the ways that. Uh, uh, I think our best practices for capturing customer insights. And to get those insights, you know, they usually come from an interview first and foremost, whether it's a, you know, over a Zoom call or part of a video testimonial, um, you know, some sort of, you know, interview has to be scheduled. How do you, you know, think about or what are some tips for people to actually get the uh, sort of agreement of customers to kind of know, have these conversations and how do you think about that, making it sort of a two-way exchange of value and kind of getting these conversations scheduled, which of course is, is the first step here. Yeah. So, so great question. So there's always some challenges uh, associated with kind of getting voice of the customer interviews um, scheduled. Um, and oftentimes um, marketing, and at least initially, doesn't have the direct relationship with a with a customer. So you uh, you have to leverage the relationships that maybe the customer success team has, or maybe the the sales team uh, has. So so definitely uh, having a good relationship with the sales team, the customer success team, and um, having those groups be understand the value of these, and and oftentimes even uh, in in sales. Negotiations and in sales contracts, you can kind of build in these give to get ideas that include um, case studies or interviews, etc. So that those things all all uh, all help a bit. So you need you need help from other parts of the organization to to kind of make the connection and get the warm intro, um, and then 
you know, there's there's always there has to be, as you were kind of suggesting, there has to be a bit of a what's in it for for me from the the prospect's perspective or the customer's perspective, and oftentimes, um, you know, there the, you you tend to choose. Uh, you know, good customers or customers that uh, are connected to the to the product, and and they all want to see the product get better. They want they all have uh, have input um, about what works, what doesn't work, what they would like to see. Um, so that can be very motivating for uh, for them in terms of the opportunity to uh, to influence the product roadmap and and other aspects of the business. Got it. And so now, let's say I'm a marketer and I've captured. Some of these stories, these insights, you know, what's the next step? You know, can you tell us a little bit more, you know, how do you think about making these stories and this content, you know, accessible to the rest of your organization so they can, you know, get the most out of it? Yeah, yeah. So really, really important piece. And I, I, I alluded to it a little bit early, earlier on where, it, you know, it's great to capture these insights but if they're not shared or made available or put into a format that they can be used by the rest of the organization, you've really wasted that opportunity. Uh, so how do we kind of take these insights and make them accessible to the, to the team? And, and I, I kind of break it up in uh, maybe loosely into, into two parts. Um, one, so pre-buyer's journey, and the second is kind of inside the buyer's journey. And what I mean by pre-buyer's journey is there's, there's a lot of, um, of ways we want to take this customer insight uh, and have that inform things that are very strategic to the organization, whether it's our product roadmap uh, or whether it's our messaging or the way that we position the business. So those are all the kinds of things I mean by pre-buyer's buyer's journey. Uh, here's some some examples of, of how we take the, those these kinds of assets and, and make them available. So, um, voice of customer interviews are are a great starting point, right? So, you, so you, tremendous value and insight comes out of those interviews. Really important to have a very kind of sharp, well thought about set of, of questions and insights that you're that you're seeking to get from uh, from customers. Um, but uh, when you have those interviews, they should they should always be uh, recorded. And of course, it's super easy nowadays with the the tools that we all use, uh, Zoom or Teams, team meetings, etc. Et uh, so to to do these uh, these these interviews and and, and record them, uh, and then it's also of course really easy nowadays to to develop transcripts from these uh, from these videos. Once we have them recorded and the transcripts uh, created, uh, it becomes really easy to uh, to share, uh, and then we can make it easily available through whatever knowledge management system we have, whether it's uh, SharePoint or or other tools. Um, and then they can be used by new employees as they come on. They can be used by the product management team. They can be used by a sales team for, for sales training. And they can be mined over, over and over again. Uh, so certainly that is kind of one of the ways to, to make voice of the customer uh, information uh, useful. And by the way, that also solves the, the problem of um, you know, multiple people within an organization want to have these conversations with, uh, with customers, but you, you only have so many at-bats because it is a big ask of the, uh, of the customer. So if you record them, it, it allows you to leverage and share them with, uh, with many other folks. 
A second piece uh, about how we how we leverage this this insight, and again, we're we're talking pre buyer's journey, so kind of at the strategy stage, um, it's uh, in the uh, having to do with uh, with developing um, company positioning, so positioning statements and in uh, branding. When we think about positioning our our company, w- you know, how do we describe what we do in a super compelling way, and that compelling. Piece has to has to be both relevant and unique. Uh, a lot of times, companies will focus on telling the differentiated story, which is necessary, but it's not sufficient because it's not enough for it to simply be unique. But it also has to resonate or be relevant to what customers and and prospects uh, care about. Um, and and that's where the customer insight really comes in, uh, because we we want to hear directly from our customers, not not our our own biases and our own theories and hypotheses, but what customers are actually telling us. What what is relevant? Where is the value for our our solution? Um, so that becomes really critical uh, as we developing uh, positioning. And then let me just hit on one one other point uh, around. Um, how to make customer insights accessible kind of in this in this pre buyer's journey you know idea and and that's really around uh, pain points by by persona pain you know there there's there's the age old you know argument of of pains versus gains and what are we selling and the, the pain tends to address uh, kind of the emotional triggers that are that are part of the of the buying process so arguably one of the most important parts of any messaging document is, is understanding the pain points by, by persona and how they differ um, a, across different personas within the, within the buying group. Um, and those pain points really become door openers to engage, engage prospects both in marketing campaigns as well as discovery questions and, and, and kind of sales, uh, sales uh, outreaches. So having kind of really well defined and easily accessible pain points by persona is another way. And then if I, uh, if I shift then and talk about kind of, well, now that's all the strategic upfront stuff. Now, what about actually kind of inside the buyer's journey? How do we, how do we leverage those, uh, those, those insights to accelerate the, uh, the pipeline? And I can give a, a few examples uh, here. Start with the, uh, the website. Uh, from, from my perspective, your website is really the center of, of the marketing universe. It's, it's your, your most uh, important uh, asset. And, and it's the, the best, one of the best vehicles to kind of tell our, our story. Um, so these customer insights really, you know, are, are infused within all the stories that we tell on the website. But some specific examples uh, is I'm, I'm a big fan of having a, a YS um, page on the, on the website uh, that really gives us the opportunity to tell the story, uh, tell our story and create a sense of, of urgency in the buying process. So those customer insights directly uh, impact that that YS story, um, and then more specifically, uh, there's so many opportunities to take customer stories and to sprinkle them throughout the site. Whether they're they're quotes, whether they're case studies, um, whether they're logos or photos of customers, uh, etc. Uh, but to really, you know, to take this this outside in view of 
meaning that we're looking at things from the customer's perspective, so we want the customers to see themselves uh, in, the, in the website. Um, a second example um, would be around, around campaign messaging. Um, so, so consider an ABM campaign, account-based marketing. Uh, so telling a targeted story is really at the heart of, uh, of an ABM uh, program, uh, whether it's a one-to-one style ABM, one-to-few, or one-to-many. We want to tell a story that is really personalized and, and really resonates with that, uh, with that group. So being able to leverage uh, customer stories uh, throughout that, the orchestrated touches of an ABM campaign is another way of kind of taking that uh, insight and, and putting it to use. And then the, the final one is around, uh, around customer testimonials. Um, so nothing is more powerful than hearing how a peer solved a problem using your, your solution. And video testimonials are probably the most powerful way of all of doing that, having a, a short two-minute uh, testimonial from, uh, from a peer talking about the value that they got out of their solution. And that can be used kind of at multiple stages of the, of the buyer's uh, journey, top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel. Mm. And how about post-sale cycle? What about, you know, how do customer insights help with customer success, retention, and expansion, you know, after that initial customer has been acquired? You know, you could say that, that a key to customer success is uh, to drive adoption um, of your solution and to enable, to enable customers to kind of get the most value out of your, your solution. Um, how do we how do we drive that that customer success? And this often comes down to tips and and, and best practices. So uh, we're trying to get more customers to use more users within the customer uh, to use the system and to use it more more deeply and to really take advantage of the best practices that are, are enabled by, by by your solution. So being able to share those tips and best practices from a customer perspective is, is super, super powerful. Um, so I would say a best practice for leveraging um, best practices could be one of my favorite things to, to do is to create a blog post series um, on best practices for leveraging your solution to achieve business objectives. Um, maybe, you know, come up with your top five or your top 10 best practices, turn those into blog posts. Those are, are really great bite-sized pieces uh, that uh, customers uh, can absorb. Um, it also has the benefit um, that those best practice blogs can be written in a way that really support SEO. So you can do the research and find out what questions people are asking where you have uh, search volume uh, and you can use these best practice blogs uh, as a way of supporting your, your, your pillar content and driving SEO on your, on your website. Uh, that was a little bit of a digression, but the core point being, you know, create these blog posts uh, that are around best practices. And then um, maybe on a quarterly basis, 
uh, we can develop a newsletter. Uh, and in that newsletter, it can be a compendium of, of some of these, these latest blog posts. So every quarter, we're sending out a newsletter to all of our customers uh, that has, you know, whatever, three, five kind of best practices, best practice articles on how to use your solution to achieve your, your objectives. Um, and then take that, that, same, that same information, those same best practices, and uh, we can conduct a regular series of customer webinars uh, where it's uh, customers talking to customers uh, about the, the way that they're using the solution and the best practices for, uh, for, for using. And of course, it doesn't have to be a webinar. It can also be a podcast like we're doing uh, here today uh, featuring customers. And of course, all of these things, we're talking about this now in the context of um, customer success and, and kind of post-sales cycle. Um, but the beauty is all of these, these assets based on customer best practices and, and customer stories uh, can also be leveraged at the top of the funnel by converting uh, the same content into eBooks and infographics and, and webinars, et cetera. And as someone who I know, you know, you have a background working on video technology and in the video tech space for, you know, a part of your career. I'm also curious, how do you think about video testimonials and, and customer video? What makes customer video content so powerful, particularly in, in B2B? Yeah, so, so video, you know, is, is, a, is a super kind of um, valuable asset uh, and, and kind of medium to use to, to tell stories. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of, of, of reasons for, for that. Uh, I think that it, videos can be very concise. Uh, it can uh, you know, be a minute long, two minutes longer. It can be long form as well. But it, it's, it's very um, accessible. Uh, and I think many people um, uh, prefer uh, absorbing uh, content uh, with um, uh, in a video format. And then, you know, there's there's elements uh, that just, you know, having to do with neuroscience um, about what we remember and having kind of uh, visuals as, as well as the as the narrative. We tend to remember that more. Um, video also allows you to add kind of the emotive um, dimension as, uh, as, uh, as well uh, in a visual uh, way. So we make decisions both rationally and, uh, and emotionally, and video uh, is, uh, is a good vehicle for, for both of those things. Absolutely. And I definitely also see a big trend toward you know, taking you know, these customer videos, these you know, extended video interviews, and you know, chopping it up into more, you know, atomized snackable content where, you know, maybe several years ago, it was more like, you know, we just created a two minute video case study. Now it seems like, you know, the best marketers are actually creating more uh, of a series of atomized or snackable, you know, customer clips that can be used throughout the entire buyer journey. Yeah, no, for, for sure. It's, uh, it's, it's easy to uh, it can be you know you can you can do video and you know from all ranges of, of video production quality and you can spend a lot of money and have video highly produced and 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 uh, and that has its 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 purpose but and but you can also do video 
lower cost and a very authentic uh, way to make it easy to capture information. And as you mentioned, you can then atomize it, uh, you can transcribe it, you can use it in, in all sorts of different ways. This has been fantastic, Jeff. Anything else to add about customer stories, customer insights, or anything at all? You know, just to bring it kind of back to the to the top top level, as an organization, as a marketer, um, I always want to take an outside in uh, view. In my world, you know, which has mostly been around the technology industry, uh, we've long kind of fought the tendency. To focus on on speeds and feeds and features and functions and talk too much about us and talk too much about our our product, uh, where I think it's it's much more powerful to take this outside in perspective and to start with the, with the customer's uh, perspective, um, and always use the customer as the as the north star in your decision decision making, uh, and then kind of back to the to the point that. Our superpower as a marketing organization is that customer intimacy, really understanding our customers well. Um, There's so much power uh, for the organization in that. And if we can tap into that power and then share it with the rest of the organization, we can really transform the the value that marketing adds to, uh, to any organization. Fantastic. And uh, where can people, where can listeners get in touch with you or Chief Outsiders if they want to connect or learn more? Uh, Chiefoutsiders.com uh, is, uh, is our, our website and you can search for me and, uh, and, uh, and find me uh, there. Uh, or you can, of course, find me on, uh, on uh, LinkedIn. Perfect. Well, sounds great, Jeff. This has been fantastic. We'll have to do a round two sometime. Uh, thank you again for coming on the show. Sounds great. Thank you very much, Sam.